last though. That's what I'm kind of worried about. Um, uh, maybe we should. We can try them. Can I we think we're. Headphones? I think we're good right now, and I think we just chance it. And if anything happens, we could pause and okay, then mm-hmm. and keep going from there. <laughs> I, need to, I need to sit up so I can like stay. It's that pre-pod time. energy that we're known for. <laughs> you guys, what do I say in the podcast? I'm scared. Don't fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hello, and welcome to Bromancing the Stone. It's the podcast for myself, Renee Sanchez, and my good buddy, Max Lyon. <laughs> What's up? Watch RobCops, and then record our thoughts and place them on the internet for the tens and tens of listeners. Listening pleasure. You already fucked it up. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because you wouldn't, because you were laughing instead of talking, Max. Yeah, Max. Like you, you were the, the one cue. who laughed. I like. <laughs> no, you you fucked it up. That's all you he do. always blames it on me. Like I'm t- I, I'm taking this seriously. I'm very honored to be on this show, and I'm trying to take it seriously. And here you are making a joke of me. I'm very serious. <laughs> okay. I'm always serious on Five, this show. Five, four, three, two, one, do over. <laughs> there are no we're not doing over. We we don't edit on this. Uh, but Max, it's not that you have a guest. <laughs> like, well, our, well, technically you're at her place, but there's a guest beside you. <laughs> would you like to introduce her? Um, I don't know. Would I? Yes. Uh, today we have a special guest, a third guest, a third host for today's episode. Yeah. In the form. Uh, yeah, Miss Gabby Crowley. Gabby Crowley. Hi. Yeah. Hi. I'm excited. I'm scared. <laughs> Otherwise known as my beautiful girlfriend. Yeah. Totally. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to, to this. Sh- Is that the intro you wanted? <laughs> no, but uh, I'm very excited um, to be here. Very honored, as I said earlier, before you ruined it. Um, I've ruined nothing. And yeah, I'm excited. Let's do it. <laughs> so we watched the movie Win a Date with Tad Hamilton. Um, it was technically Max's choice, but Max, what I was, brought up I was this heavily idea? influenced by um, another girl <laughs> named Miss Gabby Crowley. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was, uh, yeah, my choice. I remember watching this movie. Well, it's no, no, no. It was it was a movie that she's been bugging the shit out of me to watch. And in true Gobby fashion, every time we put on a goddamn movie, she falls asleep before the credits are done rolling in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, and so I remember I remember starting this movie, I think twice. Yeah, I have it on DVD. <laughs> And I still have like and she's like, this is this is one of my favorites. You guys have a rom-com podcast. Like, you guys definitely need to do this. Or at least let's watch it together. And I'm like, you know, this I think this was like when she first started suggesting it to me, I think it was back when like you and I had we had like a theme going at some point. 
have one like, of our many theme yeah. week, like stretches. Um, yeah, I, I think it was before Thanksgiving, so it must have been like it was way before. We've I think pretty much the whole time we've been dating, we've had like some stretch of. I mean, there's yeah, always I totally been... mentioned this like from the very beginning because I was like, yeah. I was always like, did you guys do this one? Did you guys do this one? <laughs> so. And this was one that you guys did not do. Nope. Nope. I've never, yeah, I've never seen it. Actually, I, I honestly had never even heard of it until you, you really mentioned it. What about you, Renee? Uh, this is a movie I have known about. Um, it, uh, it was just like, it was one of those where I remember just seeing the trailer slash commercial for the movie for during all the like MTV shows I was watching at the time in my, mm-hmm. in my youth. So just like waiting, like waiting for the challenge to come back on TV, just like, Oh, here's that Tad Hamilton trailer again. Uh, but as far as like actually watching the movie, that was never on, like it was more centered toward like the teen centric, like, you know, younger route than the route that would have intrigued like my mom or my sisters and yeah. thus me um gotcha. my my rom-com sensibilities are that of a a, a middle-aged woman um so <laughs> yeah i was um, definitely 14 i think i was 14 when it came out so like right it, it, well it came out well, in 04 I mean, so i was 14 so that's like perfect demographic i feel like for like yeah I remember I saw, I think I saw this in theaters. In 04, what were we? We were what? 16? I was 16. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we if if we were cool enough to have like significant others or dates, maybe I would have gone and seen it, but uh, See, that's the thing. The like I'm I'm thinking like so 16 would have been, you know, junior year of high school. I, I definitely had a significant other that I would have watched this with. And I'm wondering how the hell this missed my radar. Or you've seen it and you don't remember. Cause... No, I don't remember a single goddamn thing about it. Nothing about it looked familiar. Except for the all of the actors that I know now where I'm like, holy hell. Big name actors in it, honestly. It was uh, like the, t- the title was definitely memorable as well. Because it just, it seemed like the idea of the movie was just like, what the hell is this? Like who's Tad Hamilton? Yeah. It was played by Josh Dumel, who's a little more well-known now, but at the time mm-hmm. was not that well-known. He just mm-hmm. looked like a famous actor, but no mm-hmm. one, but like he had no credits at the time. So it was just kind of like a, who's this Tad Hamilton guy? But then like, so people actually thought Josh Dumel's name was like Tad Hamilton in a way. You know who he, you know who he, who he was for, for them back then? Noah Centineo. <gasps> I honestly <laughs> love Noah Centineo. You guys. I love Noah Centineo. He is. He, I. I. He's. I mean, he's really young, so I could say. I could say he's. Yeah. And I just I feel mean, like he's a good dude too. <laughs> I, I want to say that. No, I want to say Noah said like that's an insult to Noah Centineo, but it's not that far off. Like I just right? I want to say because I, I respect no, I Noah Centineo a lot, but I also I I like low key Josh Duhamel's worthy of respect as well. I huh? That's yeah. 
That's, right? That's, yeah, that's a closer just, comparison than I expected it to be when you initially said it. I think Josh that's your first high. That's your first high thought of the night. I think Josh, <laughs> yeah. Josh Dumel is um, a little bit more bad boy than Noah Centineo. Yes. Maybe now, right. but was he back then? I think so. I think he's always well, kind of played the... I mean, like, Josh Josh DeMille always looks like the older kid who hangs out with the high school seniors. <laughs> like, the 19... <laughs> he's He has the face and tanned, weathered look of a guy who's hanging out with high school seniors while he's over 18. He uh, was married Definitely. to Fergie for a long time. No shit, really? Yeah, yes, they have a kid. Or or a kid or a couple kids together. I'm not sure. Yep. So he was he was with Fergie Ferg. So he loved him a long time. This girl knows fucking everything about celebrity shit. I do. So if you seriously, if you have well, more to impart, that's on, like, that's I, mean, uh, I lack like crazy. I'm, no, and like but Max will be the thing with Max is like I, I probably know I know way too many celebrities. I just love it. And he like knows nothing, and so like, but he'll pretend to know it. So like, someone will come on the TV, and he'll be like, "Oh yeah, that's so and so." I'm like, "Hey, there are plenty of times no, it's not. When I do know who it is. I just don't know the name." <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a for effort though. Yeah. This is the guy with the thing and the stuff. Okay. Yeah, it's the guy. Uh, that, that facial structure looks totally familiar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Give me a couple days. I'll Google it. Well, uh, let's go into the stats of the film here. So, uh, What a Date with Tad Hamilton is a 2004 American romantic comedy film directed by Robert Lukedic. Yeah. Those who listen to our podcast know that there's a history between the podcast and Robert Lukedic. This motherfucker. It is not a great one. <laughs> Max. <laughs> Do Renee, you remind know, me again. What do we got for? I was him? about to ask you. Do you remember the films that we've watched of Robert Lukedix? Um, no. what do we got? Isn't this the Ugly Truth guy? He directed the Ugly Truth. That is correct. Yeah, I could, I could see that from this. Movie. Which means it was also God. What were the other ones? Was it Monster in Law? He directed that. Let's do this. <laughs> Wasn't it? The, it was like the let's, whole shit list. Let's go through chronologically what Wikipedia has as his filmography. Okay. So okay. as his okay. like short film slash like reel that he was trying to sell to people of his directing ability. Yep. In 1997, he had a short film named Tiziana Buberini. What the fuck? <laughs> Once again, Titsiana Booberini. Like, like tits. And boob. Is it yes. A, is it like a, a porn? Uh, <laughs> I, is an Australian Cue the short Pornhub film. Sound bite. Is an Australian short film. <laughs> yeah. It was sponsorship opportunity. It was twelve oh, minutes long. Been. It, I, it actually received a positive reception at Sundance. Anyway, wow! Um, his first feature film, 2001's Legally Blonde. 
Uh, That's yes. a great movie. That one made it. That one. We also had a guest host, our Reese Witherspoon expert, Matt. That's true. Shout out, Matt Thompson. Um, Was this shout that out. And then uh, that one did also make my shit list. <laughs> um, yeah, I killed that one. Also, uh, I see where this is headed. Yeah. Uh, 2004, win a date with Tad Hamilton. We will discuss. Yay, that's us, you guys. <laughs> yeah. 2005, Monster-in-Law. There it is. Fucking Monster-in-Law. Uh, Worst movie of... No, wait, did we... We did put that on our... In, somehow, it, I think it got... It snuck out of mine. I because I started I talked myself. Wait, that's I a funny. Know. That's a funny movie. I got to go back to the hundreds episode and listen to those those top, <laughs> yeah. top five again. Uh, in two thousand eight, he made the movie Twenty One with Kevin Spacey and uh, oh. some young actors. It was a movie about card counting that was based off of a true story. Yeah. Um, oh, right. And, and got like okay-ish reviews. So. But oh, it's got shit, Kevin Spacey. I totally in it. forgot about that. But movie. it's got Kevin Spacey in it, so it's hard to kind of rewatch it at this point. Yeah. Um, and then in 2009, he made The Ugly Truth. Fucking and Ugly in Truth. Jesus. And in 2010, he made Killers. Kill- Killers? Oh, God. The Jennifer Aniston one? No. Oh, is, that's the Bounty Hunter. That was Catherine Heigl. Oh, that's Ashley Kutcher. Kutcher. Yeah. The, yeah, that where one was uh... her parents end up also being trained professional killers. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, that was and the then Ashton Kutcher movie I regretted choosing. There are three more after that, but uh, yeah, that's uh, one, two, three, four movies that we've done before this by Robert Lukedic. All four of them have been killed by May. So what you're saying is, all I'm hearing is that there's several more that we haven't done that we need to do. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, just to make week, sure. Like, I'll just go ahead and say it. My my pick for next week is Tiziana Boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Can I be a guest on that as well? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be a short film to watch. It's only 12 minutes long. So. <laughs> um, yeah. Definitely so, a porno. Yeah, it's definitely a porno video. Uh, no, uh, anyway, uh, the movie was written by Victor Levin and uh, is starring Kate Bosworth, Topher Grace, Josh Dumel, Gary Cole, Jennifer Goodwin, Sean Hayes, and Nathan Lane. And the film follows a small town girl, played by Bosworth, who wins a contest for a date with a male celebrity, Dumel, and a love triangle forms between the girl, the star, and the girl's best friend, Played by Grace. Um, this also sounds like a porno. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, the film was released on January 23rd of 2004. Uh, this episode. I mean, we're not too far from. They're only like 12 days out from when this episode will be released. Or 13 days out. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but, See you guys? I yeah. picked it for a reason. Yeah, but the. When we did the Family Stone, the Family Stone episode ended up coming out exactly like 17 years after the film had been released. I feel and like, it was we've, like we've done several episodes. Like and there's been, yeah, just, there's been multiple times. We've, we've had a around. bunch of episodes, wow, I feel like, that have been like, it just, it, it kind of <laughs> like something about it seems like it's logical. Yeah. 
the film is 96 minutes long. Um, it honestly felt about that long. It, it's a, it's it's a slow starter, but it does. I, I would say the pace quickens. You know, by the time quickens, yeah. Like by the especially by the time uh, what's his face? Uh, what's his name in the movie? Topher Grace. Pete. Pete, yeah. When yeah, Pete it doesn't make his, it doesn't fit him at all. <laughs> when Pete admits his feelings to Rosalie, and that whole fallout happens, and then he has the discussion on the balcony, that's actually an hour and seventeen minutes into the film, and it was just like, Shit, oh, really? yeah, and I'm like, because I, because like I moved my mouse at that time, and I was just just to check in. I'm like, that felt like a fifty-seven minute of a ninety-minute film, like moment. But that was I real like deep. The beginning and it was just starts... like, oh, okay. So the resolution's gonna be real quick here. But I feel like what... the beginning was started fast though. All of a really? sudden she, all of a sudden she won this contest. True. Very well, true. there's that that but that's kind of like the initial event that kicks everything into motion. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. true. Cause then he does yeah. show up to her door pretty quick and like Yeah, I, I could see the timing was a little confusing on both ends. And that is the title of the film. So, like, you expect the title of the film to like be bigger than the the just like the opening, the opening. reason this the reason this thing happened. Kind of like just the the big bang event that created this universe. Like, and yeah, that's she won a date with Tad Hamilton. Here's what happened. Like, that's kind of like what we get. We get the afterward, not the actual event. Which, right. Right. Which is it? Which is a different way of looking at it, you know. That's a that that's a you know. Uh, that's yeah, true. My my brain was looking at it. My brain was kind of <laughs> set up. Well, what? That's a I've hit the weed pen a lot way of looking at. It. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and there's your high thought of the night. Yeah, <laughs> the first one. <laughs> Don't look at it from the inside out. Look at it from the outside in. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> 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 what are we gonna say, Max? I don't fucking remember now. All right. Well, the film. Uh, it was. Uh, it costs money. This films <laughs> usually do. Um, and Max, you usually have a guess at, as to how much it. Uh, costs. Are we? Are we going U.S. dollars? U.S. dollars. How much is the budget for this film? Um, I don't know. I can't, now I'm trying to think of how much how much money did movies cost back then. Uh, I'm gonna say thirty million. Well, we have someone right? else there, so I think they should also have a guess, Gabby. How much um, do you think the I'm budget like of this so bad at this. I cannot tell you. Oh, I thought you were good with the celebrity I'm shit. I'm good with celebrities, but I'm not good with money. <laughs> like counting money <laughs> or guessing money or anything. Um, I'm only good at spending it. Um, <laughs> uh, spending my own money. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Um, oh, man, independent. Throw your hands <laughs> I'm gonna say 50 million. 
All right. So Max was closest. He does have a little more. I have uh, like experience. Three episode. I know. Yeah. I gave sorry. it my best shot. Um, what was it? Is twenty two million. So okay. You know it, it's. <laughs> they were known... how much it would have cost nowadays. Like. There were known names, but at the same time, they were known from like TV and like other things. They were on the more of the come up as opposed to already hit. So yeah. when you think of the actors, okay, the acting budget is not going to cost much. And then you think of the location. They probably like with all the shots that they got, they probably filmed on location. They found it looked like it found an actual Piggly Wiggly and they actually went out there. So you have to think they have to lug all the equipment out to Podunk Gas, West Virginia. And... <laughs> Um, and so, and yeah, 22 set, that feels about right for what this film was. No um, disrespect to West Virginians that are listening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I there mean, could be plenty of good West Virginians out there, but from, it is a podunk ass state. So let's be real. <laughs> Max, um, Agave, also, Max Agave may say that, but uh, that uh, the views don't express all of us. Yeah, I mean, all the disrespect to West Virginia. <laughs> um i will say i mean i hey i grew up in podunk ass oregon all right i know podunk (laughs) yeah philomath is podunk philomath is goddamn podunk all right and there's a part of me that's super proud of it and i know it's podunk i'm I'm not saying anything right now (laughs) so the film the film made money in the box office worldwide how much did it make? Max. I'm going to say 120 million. And I think okay. that's Okay. I think that's actually really super high. So that'll I'm going to say 90 million. Okay. I'm going to say the answer, which is worldwide, it made $21.3 million. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. So it broke even? Uh, not necessarily because the budget so doesn't count. it made account. that after it, the budget, it, right? Well, no. Budget is, like, box office is what it took in. Budget is the how much it costs to make the movie, not including marketing. So it oh. lost probably a good $10, 11000000 million. <laughs> unless they didn't spend anything on marketing and that's why it didn't make it yeah. and from the amount of commercials i saw for this film that ain't the case oh, um, true, yeah. i but, will say what you were just saying earlier is that now if you had a movie with all those that cast it would do phenomenal like it would be oh, yeah. because that's that was such a big cast but back then these people were just starting topher grace was just starting out Kate um, Bosworth was just, she was like, I think that was around her Blue Crush days. Oh, um, yeah. Right? It was, or maybe Blue was, Crush was, no, I think Blue right, Crush was like 20, like. I feel like that was like 2003. Oh, uh, maybe. So, so, oh no, I don't know then. You know, we have the power of Google, but. I mean, the, the fact of the matter is like, it may, it may still like, encounter the same foot I guess the word I want to go with is footprint like it might have the same effect on the pop culture universe 
as it did at that time, but the numbers are going to be drastically lower because the amount of choices that we have now as a pop culture society are extremely high. So like numbers and ratings and everything are just consistently down because the amount of choices are consistently up. So not Mm -hmm. only because I mean, when you think of like older sitcoms and how much, how many people were watching those like shows, like so-and-so 20 some odd million watched this episode of this show. It's like, well, now they have video games or YouTube or this or that, or this, or this or that, or this or that. So now when you see someone like, Oh, 2.7 million watched this episode of a sitcom. And that's a huge number. And Mm -hmm. like 30, 40 years ago, it was, 20 some odd million so like when you think of the budget like yeah they may be more well known now but they probably still would make less than what the box well certainly with yeah with covid nothing like have you seen those have you seen those commercials like come back to the theater and like it's really (laughs) like it's so like depressingly obvious (laughs) please (laughs) please come back remember us We need your help. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna start showing empty seats like when playing Angel by Sarah McLaughlin. Mm. <laughs> oh. I, I'm trying to think of the last movie I saw in a theater actually. Yeah, what Renee, do you remember the last movie you saw in a theater? It was back in Oregon. Holy it, shit, it was, was it really? I have not seen a movie in the theaters since I moved out to Chicago. No shit. Yeah. Oh, we've got we've actually got some really good theaters. Well, we did. I don't know if we still do, but yeah. Um, uh, there's like there's there's one on uh, there's one on like Webster. It's mm-hmm. I think it's a Regal. Yeah, it's got these huge loungers, like massive electric like footrests, cup holders. Yeah, like, I would definitely leather. Fall in it's it. like yes, and it goes all the way back. They're spaced like. 10 feet apart from the next aisle it's amazing yeah but i can't hit my weed pen freely there in that lounge room actually you might be able to now you probably can. Oh, yeah, <laughs> fair point where there's a will there's a way <laughs> <laughs> well there were also 147 critics who felt the need the will to let their opinion be known about this film Let's on hear. rotten tomatoes do we have do we have credible ones again? Can we get two episodes in a row where we where we get actual credible? Well, this is this is a movie from back in the day enough to where yeah, you probably will have some credible reviews. Oh um, god, Max, what do you think is the Rotten Tomato score for this film? Forty five percent. Gabby, I'm going to say sixty percent, sixty-two percent. No, I'm sorry, fifty-seven percent. Okay, it is fifty-four percent. Oh shit! Yeah. So Gabby hits it. She was pretty much within the shortest about the whole time, but. Nicely um, fucking done. Although, and we're not going prices right rules because prices right rules is, is for the birds. So being over is still okay. Um, oh yeah. 
great. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Audience score out of 50,000 plus ratings is 47%. Uh, really? Yeah. So both of those are considered not great, um, according to Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the critics' consensus is that this is a formulaic romantic comedy that works better than it should, thanks to a charming cast. Huh. Okay. Uh, interesting. Uh, Richard Propes of the IndependentCritic.com gave it a 2.5 out of 4 and wrote, Truly, the saving grace here is Topher Grace. I 100% disagree. <laughs> oh, I feel um, bad for Pete. We can talk about Pete shortly. Um, <laughs> we fucking will. Let's see. Uh, Forrest Hartman of the Reno Gazette Journal. So out there in Reno. Uh, as patently sweet as the trailers and title lead you to believe, with a cast like this, the audience is the real winner. Three out of four. Hmm. High praise. Yes. I will say yeah. it's a bomb cast. I'm going to stand by that. I mean, it, it is. I mean, a cast of of actors who can. Like, there's a joke that the sports writer I, I used to read named Bill Simmons that he used to say like when it comes to really tall guys like seven foot dudes in the like in basketball if they could walk and chew bubble gum and they're seven foot they are a good basketball player <laughs> like are you just they just have to be able to walk and chew bubble gum and like they're, they're that coordinated they're a good basketball player at that height and so i feel like this cast is a full of a bunch of actors who can walk and chew bubble gum and are seven feet like they're they're competent actors who know exactly what they're doing you know when it comes to like acting in a film so i and i i would agree with that like i i just agree with most of these critics of like the cast being a, a yeah. highlight um yeah. peter travers on my 16th birthday january 29 2004 uh, he's a, considered a top critic, uh, film critic, for the Rolling Stone. He gave it a two out of four. It's considered a negative review. Um, the actors, especially Grace, fight hard against a schizoid script. The kids are rubes one second, hipsters the next. And Cotton Candy Direction from Robert Luketic. <laughs> our friend. Our dear, our dear friend. friend. Yeah. Um, David Edelstein of Slate. I'll end it with this one. He's also considered a top critic, a well-known film critic. It must be admitted that the final 10 minutes of Win a Date with Tad Hamilton are likable. One cliche following another, but with charming restraint. Or it might be, it might have just have been that the movie's simple-mindedness wore me down. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Critics are fucks. <laughs> Seriously, in case in case you are wondering what I'm doing with these Rotten Tomatoes, like not I'm trying to set up our conversation with these choices usually, but I'm also trying to showcase one thing that like the the vibes that critics give you is just like 
they're just trying to they're like stand-up comedians they're at an open mic like yeah. they're just trying to crack jokes and get the biggest response out of the crowd they're not yeah. necessarily trying to like talk about the film for what the film actually is and give someone a proper preparation for what the film viewing experience will be for them and that i feel like that's what max and i usually try to do with our podcast mm-hmm. we try to give like like here's what what to expect or like here's what we went through and here's what to expect and should you put yourself through it and what's <laughs> most in most robert lucetic films i've told you don't put yourself through this please run the other way um, you know, I'm just I'm will, just now realizing the irony in our mission statement in that in that respect that like we also kind of expect people to watch the episode or watch the movie first. And it but, helps. Yeah. It helps. Yeah. But but Gabby can attest. What's your experience? Biggest uh the biggest romance in the stone fan, number one fan right here. Yeah. Um, too much. <laughs> When a date with romancing the stone. This is it. This is are you a group? This is the date. This is the date I got to be on the podcast. Are you you using me? Um, uh, I will say yes. It does help to watch the movie, and yes, I will say I have skipped around to. No, I've listened ever since we started dating. I think I've listened to a snippet of maybe each. Not each one you've ever done. Each one since we've been dating. So yeah. Like, yeah. But I won't. The whole thing is kind of long. I sometimes. mean, no. I no, just want to get a little oh, taste yeah. of you what you guys life, are talking so don't, about. Don't bother. No. <laughs> but um, I will say it does help watching. Like if I, I'm when I first met you and I learned about this podcast and I like we we weren't like we just started a dating. I was like, well, I got to listen to one and I want to listen to one that. I like a movie I had watched, so I could kind of like because I knew the movie already, and so I did. Yeah, what did I listened to. I don't remember. I mean, that's. I guess that was. The, I guess yeah, you don't have that was to listen the total to the movie idea. or see the movie first. And that was the idea with, especially with like a lot of the early movies that we ended up doing with like uh, Love Actually, Hitch, uh, When Harry Met Sally. We we touched on a lot of like quote unquote iconic rom-coms that are well known and well versed amongst people our age group and that like almost everyone has like universally seen at some point um and then and then as we got further along then we could start sneaking into when a date with ted hamilton's and happiest actually and like in retrospect random shit in retrospect is exactly how we should have done it because then it it gave us a chance to like lock down experience with all of these iconic movies and mm-hmm. learn from them and like develop our own system and our own like judgment and what we're looking yes. for. And so now when we get to movies like these, we're like, now we have like a structured idea of like what we're looking for in rom-coms. And, and I mean, I don't know if I've let it kind of sneak out, but I know that I've kind of, tease that every Robert Lucchetti film that we've watched so far I've you know said run away from it don't watch it don't ever <laughs> encounter it um, but this film surprisingly wasn't wasn't nearly as bad of an experience as those no. other experiences and I mean I think part of that is the writing the script is not bad 
and part of it is the capabilities of the cast. But I mean, there are some absolute bonkers moments and also some just like frustrating moments as far as watching the film itself. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, I think that's where that's honestly where Robert Lucetta's belong was Luketic. early two thousands. Lucetta. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason like, he's only made like three films since 2010. Because back then, those kind of gags still worked. Now it's like, yeah, I don't know. I this like is definitely a film of its time. Well, I like going back and watching movies from that era. And that's why I'm still able to laugh at them. Like yeah. the, fucking, the fucking Nathan Lane slap on the tarmac. Was like, it's a hilarious like physical comedy gag that I laughed my I mean, ass off at when I saw it. But it's like nowadays you don't, you not only can't get away with that, but you don't really see that, right? But like the fact that Nathan Lane and Sean Hayes are the quote unquote Hollywood types, and so <laughs> like that's <laughs> <laughs> like casting wise, that's just that's where it's just sort of they really hit it out of the ballpark with that like because yeah. you, you could have gone like you could have gone like sleazy hollywood type you could if you wanted to really play up the homosexual angle which at that like era of time like they would find some indescript actor to pretend or to really play up the gay quote unquote character yes, yes. and just like oh my you know da, 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 da. i think of uh the netflix movie that we watched uh from the hall uh the fucking the tinder one that we just that they just came out with oh um oh, love, hard. Want, love hard love hard yeah what the fuck name is that anyway <laughs> but love hard right um, like, what, where did the title come from like just they wrote it down as a placeholder and then they forgot that they hadn't changed it when they printed the movie Seriously. out on the Netflix. Yeah, it's uh, like, like <laughs> it's a it's a movie about catfishing. Like I feel like that's easy to work in. Yeah. Be something. And it's Christmas. Right. Like Christmas catfish. And, Boom. Yeah. Done. That's no, already that better. Sounds like a halt. That this was better than a Hallmark movie. But it was better than a Hallmark movie. It Absolutely. Was. And it deserved a better title than Love Hard. Yes. And like like but, maybe they're talking about like swipe hard. No. But like but there was even that like, you know, the gay boss character and like he played up stereotypes throughout the whole thing. Yeah. But, but then but with when a day with Tad Hamilton, it could have devolved into stereotypes and bad feelings from the early two thousands portrayal of homosexuality. But instead you get Nathan yeah. Lane and Sean Hayes, who are two fucking pros when it comes to acting and are just like, we're not going to let this become a stereotype. We're going to play the shit out of this and make sure that you don't even think of us as just gay characters. You just think of us as funny characters. And that was it. You didn't really think of their yeah. like, sexuality or who they were. You just were just laughing at their hijinks because they were just exactly. And it was just also them together as a pair is just hilarious. But also I will yes. fun fact. Yeah. Sean Hayes was the first celebrity that I met. No. 
and I met him when I was like she's I it's still like I this honestly was when I was eight years old you still have met nice. so many fucking celebrities and it blows my goddamn mind honestly my little <laughs> podunk ass Philomath brain yeah well it was a job of mine for a while she yeah she lived in LA for two years <laughs> I don't know if I told you that oh nice and she did like what was it that you did you did like public it was just like it was a celebrity news and yeah, entertainment like, um, site, and yeah, we got to meet a lot of cool people. But anyways, back to my story about Sean Hayes when I was younger. <laughs> that's older. It's like doesn't matter if a job is a job. But mm-hmm. I was eight years old, and I saw him at a, in a play on, in, in Stratford, and he was coming after the play. We were leaving. He was coming out of the back, and I got his autograph with. This brings me to, I took some notes during the movie, by the way. No. And and one of the notes is that they're sitting in the diner and Chad Hamilton is talking to, um, what's her name? Rosalie. And the waitress comes up and just hands him her notepad and he just signs it. And I wanted to talk about why did we think autographs were so cool? Because I ended up getting Sean Hayes' autograph that day. What the fuck? (laughs) But why do we it's think auto- like what were people doing with autographs? Like why are they so cool? They are cool. Are they? I mean, I mean, if you get a signed autograph like baseball, you would go crazy that's for. That's true. Yeah. But well, it's like because because when you, cause, I mean, it really comes down to the fact that seeing someone that's famous, we put famous people on this pedestal. Just yeah, like, totally, oh my God, yeah. like it basically raised them to this and now God the signature status. connects. And now I've, and now you're basically saying I met God. I've seen God. <laughs> and God was proof. in front of and me. And so now. And everyone's, and now here's the written document that they <laughs> have signed with their Fuck, signature so portraying so that I've met God. Yeah, and I guess autographs were were before selfies, so which, selfies are the new autographs. Which it's like, which it was is totally... said in the OC. Which oh, what? God damn it! I love the OC. God damn it! <laughs> I started. Paris Hilton uh, said that in the OC. Paris Hilton was in the OC. Yeah, she was. She was a guest star on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the whole OC? Selfies are the new autographs. I watched it when I was a kid. I haven't. Yeah. I, I haven't. I watched it like the first run. But I've never like rewatched it or revisited it or anything. She, I just started to get Max to watch it, and he, he said it's okay. And I, it was one of my favorite shows. Um, I the... I loved the four seasons because fuck Marissa. <laughs> well, don't Marissa give it away. Was, Marissa is messy don't give anyway. it away. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Marissa's already pissing me off, so that's that's good to know. All right, Leaving all on right. the run, driving in the sun. Looking at for number uh, one, California. Here we come. I right listened. Back where we started from. I love that song too. Remember my old Honda? Yeah. I when I bought that in down in Santa Barbara, I from my mm-hmm. dad's, not from my dad's house, but when he lived down there, I bought it mm-hmm. down there, and I drove it all the way back up the one hundred and one mm-hmm. from Santa Barbara up to Oregon. And I was literally like first five hours of the trip. I was literally listening to that on repeat. <laughs> That's so dope. <laughs> I dig it. it was like five hour shot to San Francisco on repeat. 
nothing else. I'm like, yeah, driving up the 101. Say it again. I'm literally driving doing up, that. Driving up the 101, California. Here we go. Pretty good. Right back where we started from. Okay, how did we get so sidetracked? I don't know. California. That's what our podcast is. This is our podcast. Uh, Welcome to anyway, our podcast. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I leave. <laughs> <laughs> how do I get out of here? She's, no getting motion, she's getting motion sick like Rosalie in the limo. Hey, I brought it back. All right. So, hey. movie. Um, uh, but yeah, we talked about Nathan Lane and Sean Hayes. I want to like go through because like the sporting characters deserve their flowers. I Absolutely. feel, but the main characters, as far as the actors and the actual main characters, deserve a lot of discussion, and we haven't even gotten to it yet. But uh, let's briefly touch on Gary Cole as the father. Uh, he had a couple bits. Um, yeah. So, I, <laughs> like, I feel like he was capable of more. And yeah, they probably. just didn't give him anything. I mean, Gary Cole is a good actor, like a good character actor, but he they just gave him nothing. He's all, I think he yeah. all, doesn't he always kind of play just like a sweet little man? <laughs> I mean uh, eh. except for office. He space. was Yeah, he was oh, the I, shitty like, boss. I can't even remember that movie. In Pineapple Express, he was the drug dealer villain. Oh shit, I forgot he was in Pineapple um, Express. And then he was the deadbeat dad in Talladega Nights. Oh, okay, yeah. Wow. He's been in a lot of random (laughs) parts. This is more of a tame character than for him. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn. Honestly, I want to talk about her a little more than I want to talk about Jennifer Goodwin. So let's talk about Jennifer Goodwin first. Even though Kathy had a bigger part total than Angelica (laughs) played by Catherine Hahn. Jennifer Goodwin and Kathy was like, it was cool. It was good. We appreciate you. You have your one joke of, you know, talking real dirty all of a sudden. But other than that, thanks for coming. <laughs> Jennifer solid. Goodwin, man. Jennifer. Excuse Jennifer. me. If she was memorable enough, I would remember that. It was, I, she always plays kind of the same character to me. And I would yes. say, and I, she just, I, I, no disrespect, but she kind of just bothered me. And um, she bothers me in everything. He's just not that into you. Is that her? No, that's the other one. What am I thinking of? No, she's no, in. That. She's in. She's in. He's not just not that into you. Yeah. 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 She's really, really not likable in that. <laughs> and so it kind of transferred over for me whether she was. You do, do you know sometimes you get a character like bringing it back to he's just bad to you again but scarlett johansson after seeing that movie i did not like scarlett johansson because like she was just not a likable character for me and then that mm-hmm. just translates over mm-hmm. to everything so i don't know if this jennifer goodwin character i guess this came up before he's just not into you though yeah it did Jennifer Goodwin is like the cute girl that you have a crush on for like a week and then you get to know her a little bit and suddenly you're like, Aww. you're really kind of annoying actually and a lot of stress. So, so me? <laughs> no. Am I Jennifer Goodwin? <laughs> no, you're at least a tier above. You're good. You're, you're, you're covered for now, but you're close. You're skating on thin ice. Uh, just... 
Jennifer Goodwin, when she's not the main character, it, it like it's just like okay, cool. Like I'll, you'll do your part. You right. Just like a firm handshake. Thanks for your time. <laughs> Appreciate your performance. <laughs> when she is a main character, it's usually in a problematic role or like a you know something borrowed. Um, oh God. <laughs> oh. That's that's the one that takes the cake. Anyway, I don't want to get into that's, it. That's yeah, we don't want to get into it again. That was a whole two hour shit fest. Anyway, um, but nonetheless, uh, I want to get into Catherine Hahn as Angelica because somehow the best written lines of the entire script are given to Catherine Hahn as Angelica. <laughs> this mystic bartender who is horny for Pete. <laughs> Catherine on the horn dog. But then all of a sudden, like as somehow Southern sage who knows what love is. Yeah. Love, what the fuck? Great love. Like it becomes this love shaman. <laughs> now I love her. I think she, she nails every performance she does for it's, every. Oh, absolutely! It is, she just is phenomenal. It is absolutely fucking bonkers what they have her say at the like in this film to help guide the resolution, and it works because it's Catherine Hahn, and everything she does is fucking bonkers, and it always <laughs> works with her. Like she's yeah, just. She, she can she's the greatest like Catherine Hahn everyone put respect on her name she is the fantastic bee's knees and shout out shout out Catherine Hahn if you're listening uh yes we love you I mean even even their sponsorship opportunity and sponsored by (laughs) (laughs) why not she's got more money than we do (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um and uh, I like and then also the line that was like the coldest, like it, it, coldest doesn't mean like most awesome of the fucking film is just like if you don't chase or, or like if you don't chase great love or if you don't go for great love, then you're just slapping life in the face. <laughs> it's just like she randomly yeah. says that's a Pete, but he's just like gonna let it go, and it was just like, damn, that's like that's that's gospel though. That's great but like, she says real. it with a little southern if, drawl and yeah if you're not chasing if, if you know you've got love and you're not chasing it and trying to fulfill it then you're just telling life fuck you double metal figures like that's that's yep. dope that's profound. a great sentiment yes very profound 100 percent. so and it's all because it's Catherine Hahn. it all works because it's Catherine Hahn. if it was any other random like character actress lady that they brought in to play this character it wouldn't have quite worked but it was Catherine Hahn so it worked character. I love the character actress lady <laughs> yeah like it, like just like insert any character actress that you think of of like at that time like um, I, I, I for some reason Leslie Mann comes to mind like, I was gonna say Judy Greer yeah, Judy Greer. Like all of a sudden, yeah. Judy Greer's that bartender. Like that's a different flavor. It could possibly work, but it's not not in that bartender Southern West Virginia. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah, Leslie yeah. Mann. Yeah, I could see that. That that'd be like like a Leslie Daisy Mann, Dukes but like kind of vibe. 
Yeah, like they put her in like the day, like she get, like she fits in like the West Virginia vibe, but at the same time, can she deliver those lines like Catherine Hall? No. I don't think so. Absolutely no. not. Nah. No one but, can no. besides their girl yeah. Catherine, Kathy. Remember her in Parks and Rec? <laughs> oh yeah, she was fantastic. As fantastic. Another great show you gotta watch. Told you. Um but the main part of the film are the three main characters of Tad Hamilton, Rosalie, Fudge, and Pete. I let's go with the person who sees the film first and like who suggested it to begin with, Gobby. <laughs> what do you like about their like love triangle in this film? Like what what makes you come back to watch what's what's enjoyable about watching it? Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it was just, I felt like when I watched this movie, like I said, I was what, 14? Mm-hmm. And it was just like a feel good movie. And I just had, I don't know, I, I liked it so much, I bought it on a DVD. Um, and yet you made fun of my DVD collection. I didn't make fun of it. <laughs> I, I think um, she's made fun of the fact I, that you still have it, just like I still have my DVD binder. I like, still have You still DVD have yours? I do, but I have like about five DVDs and like, that's the one of them I chose to keep, which is, that's a lot. I don't know. I think at the time, a little bit nostalgic to the point where like, I, like, I thought Josh Jumel was pretty cute. I, I mean, like mm-hmm. thought Kate Bosworth was like cool actress. Topher Grace was kind of hot at the time. Not hot, but like. Kate Bosworth is cute as fuck in this movie. Yeah. She's super cute. Um, I don't know. I would say I kind of always like the movies where like, the the like little man wins. Not that Topher mm-hmm. Grace is well, he is way smaller than but Josh man, like, in his own, and, yeah, it's Hamilton. Chad Hamilton was not genuine. And I like this movie because when he first kisses her, you could tell she's really thrown off because she's like, Why not? are we allowed to talk about this right now? Oh yeah, go right ahead. You're oh, fine. I was. Like, I mean, I well, mean, is there like a? Um, I know. Like, well, yeah. Why now? This. Why did you do that? Like, she was all flustered, and it just is like, okay, well, I feel like she knew all along. She loved him, obviously. And it then, just took, like she says, it took it took something to yeah trigger it to like spark it. Or make her realize it sort of thing. It just tells the story of how no man rich, very rich, can ever take the place of someone who is poor and loves you more. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so lucky. Uh, well, Max, um, anyway, uh, I just like the movie, you guys. No further questions. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Max? What, what were your feelings with about the main love triangle and, and basically the movie as a whole? I think Kate Bosworth can do better than both of those motherfuckers. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. Ted, Tad, 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 Tad the fuck. Tad, Tad. Jesus. Right there, just hard stop. Um, and yeah, like you said already, like not, not genuine, which it's like, because he's an actor, we don't have to hate him. It's just in his nature because that's who he is. That's literally who he is. 
That's his Not whole all actors, life. But I would say yes. No, but for him especially, yeah. like he's. They could have even gone a step further and made him like one of those. Uh, what are they called? The actors that get like super in depth into their role, like, like they method become method. the character for, method, method actors. actors. They could have made him like one of those too, like a step further. Who's like yeah. has to become like a character, so that's who he is. But I do think they did a good job of not painting him as such a bad guy. Yeah, or, that's uh, what I'm saying. Like, like he on the plane, she asked him to turn the plane around. He's like, "Of course I will," and he was the one who fessed up about the whole Pete thing. And and he learns too, even on the plane, which because it's Robert Lucetta. What's his fucking name again? Robert Luketic. Luketic. Because it's fucking Robert Luketic. Uh it's like all right. Good old fucking Josh Dumel being a nice, gorgeous fucking character, and of course learning his lesson at the end. And is like, well, now I know that, you know, this is why I what does he say? Like I can't this is what happens when I, I fall in love for the first time and he's like, I get my heart broken for the first time. Like he's learning and everything, but he's kind of like shrugging his shoulders about it. It's like, stop it. Stop being so fucking unrealistically cool. That's not fair. <laughs> it's like you don't get to do the, the nerdy guy treatment and be the hot guy as well. <laughs> um, i i will say this <laughs> when like when josh Dumel took his shirt off it was just like oh oh shit <laughs> like that's oh so we're doing yeah. this that's 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 what okay that's what male males are supposed to look like okay <laughs> Got it. Well. Bad. i i didn't quite <laughs> I didn't quite get there in my prime of life. Uh, you know, <laughs> so, well, shucks. All right. <laughs> Dang. Um. Just, just a bit outside. <laughs> yeah, just a bit outside. Uh, but the thing that intrigued me the most about the quote-unquote love triangle is the... There, by all means, there's a lot of frustration behind it initially because it's a matter of Pete just isn't nutting up. Like it'd be, it would have been a lot easier if, like, before this whole week happened, he had told Rosalie that he wanted her to go yeah. to Richmond with him. Yeah, um, seriously. Like, I feel just, like you know that he was in love with her. Go ahead. There. I was like, I feel like this is where the the comments from the reviews about it being a little formulaic come into play. Yeah. Because it's yeah. like, we've definitely talked about this before in other episodes where we say like, oh, communication would have ended the movie like half the time or something, you know? Yeah. A lot of men are bad at communication though. I, I, I myself mean, included. Like true. I am trash when it comes to that. <laughs> but the other thing that's like funny to me is that you know win a date with Tad Hamilton. That's such a such a big ass like title and big ass like event and weird like um, unique thing that like you think of as an event, and that literally is just the kickoff cause for this week that pushes Pete 
to force himself to finally tell her to love her, that he loves her. Yeah. Like that's all the date was, was literally just the spark to a fire that led to a decision in someone's life. Like, like it's, it's just crazy. It's kind of, I don't know. Which, I, I like, high? <laughs> no, I know, because like, if you it, it, realistically, like, like, like say they work out. Okay. Not to skip ahead to after ever after. Yeah. 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 But, um, you know, if if they work out and they get asked what their origin story is, you know, yeah, he could he could literally say, "Win a date with Ted Hamilton." I was actually I was actually Fucking thinking Ted. about that one when they were in the limo. I was like, I wonder if this has ever happened, or like, I'm sure celebrities have dated a fan before or something like that. So like, there's got to be yeah. probably not many or not for ever. Well, Ever after or whatever, but like there's, there's gotta be like, some stories. Obviously, not winning a date with someone, but there's gotta be something that like you know kind of tells that story, mm. but not in such a dramatic and dramatic way, I guess. Yeah. And so, he, I mean, so there's that initial thought of just like, man, just say it. Um, and then but in also, reality, do we ever? I mean. There, it's a lot easier said than done when you're talking about living in Fraser's Bottom. Is that yeah. what it was called? Fraser's Bottom, yeah. West Virginia. <laughs> so you like you live there. What do you think the population is? One, two, three thousand people. I, I'm not good at numbers, remember? Right? I'm going to say uh, Philoma size at the most. Philoma size at the most, right? Yeah. Now, Is it even Max, a place? I, I'm not sure. I'm going to look it uh, up. Frazier. Max, let's say you and Kate Bosworth had grown up to, we had grown up with each other for 23 years I, and spent every I, single day, every single day just hanging out being friends. And now you want to take it to a next step. Now, after 22 years of hanging out every day, now you want to take it to a next step. Hell no. It's hard. That is extremely difficult to have that conversation. So I, so well, I, I could, no, I, I was actually going to make the argument that if, if, if it were me and it were in the situation where we're like, cause what are they 18 in this? They're 22. I, I, would, I, would, I would 22? Say they're 22. She says <laughs> they've been friends at least 22 years. Oh, that's right. She right. says they've been friends 22 years. So I'm thinking they've been friends since birth because they were born in that town. Um, so, I don't know. After because, t- And also, and he's edited- in Paloma. 4,000 something. Frazier's Bottom, West Virginia. You want to take a guess? That's what you guess? Yeah, I said no bigger than Paloma. Uh, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double. I'm going to go 8,600. 8, 8, as of 2020, the population in Fraser's Bottom, West Virginia, is 1,720 people. <laughs> Damn it. Holy shit. The Piggly Wiggly hopping. Okay. <laughs> yeah, everyone literally from the whole town was there. The Tri-County area. That's like a very common thing. I've never heard of that shit. That's hilarious to me. Oh, my God. Um Poor sheltered Okay, boy. I would make the argument that, like, <laughs> shut up. If I grew up in a town of, like, what was it, 15, 17, 1700? 
1700. And I went to high school and middle school with a girl like Kate Bosworth that I knew all that time that I was growing closer and closer with. We were becoming closer and closer friends. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They're like, I would have found a fucking way. What she? What would she have said? I would have. I would have. You know me. I would have made a fucking grand gesture at what that point. Would, I said. What I would, would have been like that. There would have been prom for sure. I said, "What would she have said?" I don't know. I didn't grow up with anyone like that. So, I'm just saying, what would your ideal Kate Bosworth say to you? Um, I think Topher Grace lucked out. I think he got off. He got off luckier than I would have. <laughs> if I know Max, the 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 proper response he would want is. Oh my god, I'm so glad. Like I've been waiting for this. <laughs> totally. It's it's the I've been waiting for you to totally. make totally. Max like, loves the drama. It, well, god damn it. No, I don't. Yeah, I do. He it, loves well, the drama. He, he immediately wants to be put back on the pedestal after putting someone yes. on the pedestal. Yes. No, no, Fuck. No, 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 no. Yeah, lo loves the drama, I will tell you. I hate you guys. Well. <laughs> you know me too well <laughs> because it, it, when you're that young and you're making the well i'm saying like at that age mm -hmm. that's what you would have wanted and it, because yeah. when you're that young <laughs> when you're yeah, that no. young and you're making those grand gestures you're not just doing it for the person that you're doing it for you're yeah. doing it for no, anyone else who can, can see and for the story that will be told to everyone else. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm that is not for just one person. Yeah. So, what that's but that's a that's a young person game. You like that's a young person you, game. That's a young person game. That's a young person maneuver. You you don't know better, and then you figure out that being honest, being from the heart, is much more a much more sound strategy. You know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's hard to be but, vulnerable. Mm -hmm. It is, and that's why that's why I, I, I can kind of give Pete a pass on a lot of his fuckboy behavior in this film. Pete still, especially bitch. when, especially when Tad doesn't do anything fuckboyish in this entire film, other than take Pete's words when he's in a situation where he has to convince her to go to California. Like it was a it was a hail mary throw of a move when he tells yeah. her the smiles and everything because if he doesn't tell her that she's going to stay anyway he told her it and then within six to eight hours it all fell apart anyway he he had lost her when he when it got to the point where she said it's about the details and things like that she realized what love to her actually means which he realized meant pete and not him right and not right. this weak dalliance <laughs> but What's more interesting to me is the, um, I I don't think I necessarily have a what happens ever after film for this, but I have more of an alternate universe for this film, which is mm. what if we dive into Tad Hamilton's crisis of, of like crisis of faith, crisis of like who he is as a human being, like there's a film that's real interesting. If you look at Tad Hamilton trying to figure out who he is as a human being, 
meeting Rosalie, noticing how quote unquote good of a human being she is, how happy go lucky she is. And then he uproots his life to go to West Virginia to try to be good. Yeah, he's going to be wrestling with some complex feelings after this. Like, there is obviously some therapy that needs to be had with that boy. But uh, there is a... He's definitely definitely going to rebound. He's going to rebound to Jennifer Goodwin. I wanted him to end up with Catherine (laughs) Hahn, to be honest. No, Catherine (laughs) Hahn deserves much better. I mean, I I don't know. Like, I feel like... I feel like they would destroy each other's worlds. Those are two powerful forces, Daddy Hamilton and Angelica. Angelica, <laughs> yes. Because if Tad Hamilton reverts to Tad Hamilton, the L.A. playboy, and Angelica is the the crazy bartender love shaman, that's a powerful cocktail that doesn't end well. It ends in a car crash of some sort. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, God. but there's... But there's a movie here where Tad Hamilton figures out who he is as a as a as a man, and where he goes to West Virginia to find himself, and it's like a drama where he's like fishing a lot, and he meets the locals, <laughs> and he becomes like friends with a bunch of them, and then there just happens to be the local shop girl that he just like is like oh he's really enraptured by her, and then when his old life comes calling back, he has to figure out what does he do? Does he stay? So it's hard of Dixie. Like it's hard of Dixie. It's like catch and release. It's just a lot of things. Uh, I mean, I say catch and release because I don't know that just the setting for that film, like for some reason, fits in my mind. Um, well, if he's doing a lot of fishing, yeah. That's but fair. nonetheless, I like I dug the the, the triangle storyline actually kind of worked for me, which. I'm not a huge fan of love triangles in general, but it, it actually kind of works for me because of what everyone was going through and learning and becoming. Um, yeah. But nonetheless, I would have liked to see a care, a love interest for Jennifer, Jennifer Goodwin. I just want to see who she, she just, she's, I feel like she's too infatuated with, I like, I, I that's why I would like that. I guess she's not infatuated with him to the point that, no, she he says can't. she's just obsessed with celebrities. From right, and she's from this right. very small town, and has never kind of been around that. And that actually would have been cool to have one other, one additional like. Just throw him in for shits and gigs. Background character, very like maybe three scenes. Minuscule, yeah, very yeah. small part. Yeah, I, I don't know who she. Yeah, I mean, maybe the introduction of one of those. Maybe like a guy who comes through her line, like yeah, was, like a very short, uh, yeah, like sh- a guy who just every every day or every other day comes through her line and like is trying to get her attention, but she's like oblivious to it, sort of thing. No, yeah. it could be an and, after credit scene. Yeah, something like yeah. that would have been a nice little touch, just to give her something. Um, right, but yeah, as far as like the kiss of the film, uh, Gobby touched on it. They. There's the kiss between Pete and what's her Rosalie. face? Rosalie. It, uh, and you guys go ahead and tell your feelings first on this kiss. Gabby. 
Um, well, I heard Renee like sigh during it. He was like, oh, <laughs> Dude, oh my God. This is, like, this is welcome to my life. Like this is every episode of like reading him first. And I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, no, right. watching the Buckle movie. In. Watching the movie. I when we were watching it earlier together. I heard him be like, ah, oh. <laughs> and it was a very awkward kiss. She seemed confused, but then also liked it. And like, it just, I don't like, yeah, I don't like to watch a lot of kissing. Like I like good first kisses. That was not a good first kiss. Also, what did we talk about in Hitch, man? 90, 10, well, do you guys have grades as far as, you know, do you have a grade for it, Gabby? Um, that kiss, I'm going to give it a, I'll give it a, I'll give it a C. Okay. Um, Max? Just because, like, I'm proud of oh, him for going in. And, like, she kind of liked it for a second. It looked a little passionate for a minute, a second, millisecond, and then was just very weird. Yeah. You're so harsh on it. See? It's like you don't even like the movie. Jesus, Gabby. All right, Max. <laughs> um, I'd give it. I'd give it a B minus. I mean it. It wasn't as. I mean, I. I'm not the biggest Topher Grace fan. Like, in certain roles, he works. I. I never really saw him as like a male protagonist that I would root for in a rom-com. I wouldn't root, ever really root against him, I don't think. But, you know, just as, you know, the the male protagonist. So for me, that kind of brings it down just because it's like, it's not the greatest kiss to see, especially paired with Kate Bosworth. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just the hard truth. But the ugly truth. Yeah, oh god. <laughs> ah, I was a uh, hey. um, But uh but for Topher Gray's standards, like it wasn't a horrible kiss. It was just like you said, awkward. It was a little awky, but so the thing that kills me about this kiss is just there's multiple factors. One, the whole just fear, fear, fear. And then finally, the way he just was like, actually, no, there was something else I had to say. And then he just jumps into it. It Grand gesture, baby. A little aggressive. Like, this, like the whole idea is to kind of like showcase that, oh, he's, he's not going to, he's not going to be afraid anymore. He finally took a stand. He finally went for it. Yeah. You know, that's like the vibe that they're trying to give off. It mm -hmm. doesn't give off that vibe, no matter how much you think it does. No. Topher Grace or Renee in real life in certain moments of life. It doesn't give <laughs> oh, off totally. that vibe. It's that's I why I sigh because <laughs> I've, because I've been right? that guy where you're just like, uh, uh and, uh, you just kind of dive in for the kiss because you're too afraid of the slow lean in and the rejection from the slow lean in. And it, because you're so afraid of it, you dive in and then you wait for a pullback. Cause then you're just, you can apologize like, Oh, I, 
I'm sorry. I thought, you know, we were, but then God. if you get rejected, then there's no question. Like, there's no like, oh, I, I thought we were in this together. But if you get rejected in your mind, you can, like you can't play so that off as true. a, you can't play that off as a, I thought we were both on the same page. It's a straight up. She said, no, like confirm confirmation sort of thing. And it's, it's such a, a college age thing to do. It's, it's like, and it's a male ego mind fuck where if you're not confident enough in yourself and who you are as a human being, you pull that maneuver. Mm. That's why I, this kiss is just, I, I I abhor it. It's not. Oh, uh, I will say it goes both ways. I feel like as a female, I've definitely done that with with people too. Yeah. Um, more college. I feel like in college that was a college yeah. thing. For me. have you been on the? Have you been Kate Bosworth? I look just like her. So what do you I mean? mean? Well, I mean, <laughs> what? Uh, why is that so funny, Renee? No. <laughs> um. What do you mean? Have I been Kate's Bo- Kate Bosworth? Um, Have you been in a situation where a guy awkwardly yeah. a guy does that? You? Yeah. Um, I don't think so. I, I don't. You've never had a guy like Russian for the kiss? I mean, I've had a guy Russian for the kiss, but that I've liked it. So okay. I, I haven't been like, oh my God. Um, True. Yeah, I, I, I had a weird date one time and he tried to kiss me and was like this. At like, and, and I was like, what like lunging at you? Not lunging at me. I was we were sitting at the bar and we were, it was like a hinge date like years ago and we were sitting at a bar and we were having a conversation and we were like ten minutes into the conversation and he reaches over and tries to make out with me. I'm like, what? And I, I lean back. I'm like, oh my god, what are you doing? <laughs> so I had that, and then I never saw him again. But. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't expect after that to be a little awkward. Uh, that was my, I guess, that was my one Kate Bosworth moment, and I was just like, "Oh my god, Ooh. very weird." Um, but all right, all right, it's good to know. Yeah, uh, it. Yeah, it. It's. It's not <laughs> comfortable <laughs> when you think about that it's situation. Not. It's just not. It's not a comfortable situation regardless. Um, I think I think that's more that kiss is more of a move where it's like it's it's still in the flirtatious stage where it's like you two are weirdly kind of like attracted to each other. There's this weird sexual tension and then you go for it and it's the big release of sexual tension. When you've known each other for 22 years, and you're not quite sure if you're on the same page. It's it adds a level of awkwardness to it where it's like, yeah, because then you're like, oh shit, I just ruined 22 years of friendship. Right, like there's <laughs> True, there's a shit ton of history there that adds to this this context of this kiss. But then there also has to be the idea of if you feel so close and so connected after 22 years, then you should be able to, you should be confident enough to slowly lean in and. Pick, and also, pick the moment, also know. potentially true. Yeah, I mean, like, if I guess, yeah, if you have that kind of context, he was also going away anyway, so he like, so he was you really know, she, didn't have well, anything she, to lose. I guess yeah. the friendship. So that's, but anyway. she was, yeah, she was already on her way to Cali, and he was <laughs> that actually going to go. He was going to go to Vermont, right, or wherever he was uh, going, Virginia. Oh yeah, Virginia. 
It's from West Virginia. Well, he was going to Richmond. Oh, Richmond, uh, Vermont. Where did I get that from? Yeah. There, there might be a, sure. a Richmond in Vermont. <laughs> anyway, I... Starts the V, Vermont. <laughs> I give the w. kiss a, a D. I, I just can't. The, the just the dive in is just too much for me just too much but also just yeah i'm very aggressive you know where i would have liked to see a kiss when he was driving off to fucking vermont or wherever the fuck he was going they get like they had the very very tiniest kiss and that was it and then at the was end like, and yeah and then they dance and there's the end yeah yeah I know there they didn't do a good kiss there. I Would thought, you like to dance? Yeah. No, fuck that. Make out. <laughs> Italian kiss that shit. I just this is screaming right now. In my I just, I just, I'm not screaming. This is the podcast. Welcome. I just, I just want that quit. <laughs> just, just, no, fuck that. Make out. <laughs> I mean, really, though, like, we've been building to this moment. Run towards each other. Embrace each other. Let's go. And they did. I thought it was cute how they did it. It wasn't all over the place. It, this is it, coming from me that took, like, six months to hold Max's hand. <laughs> it was definitely did, a like, choice. A nice, like, spin at the end. A cute little giggle. And, like, Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean... If I were a body language expert, I would be a little scared of what's going on there, where you're <laughs> like, they've decided to finally be more than friends, and yet they still can't physically embrace. That's a little worrisome that, that they're still a little worrisome about the physical aspect of it. But there's tension. There's tension. Like you would think at some point, if they've made that decision, that then they would be ready to physically embrace. That's what I'm thinking. Reason. Like but part of the reasoning friend. why I, don't know. I know, I know, but you abandoned I know. A, I know. a fucking yeah, millionaire actor, like supposedly like crush of your life. I mean, true. She did. She did not have, she almost, but not did not have sex with Tad Hamilton. And as we all, you know, saw, Tad Hamilton is fucking yoked. So, <laughs> yeah, that was so there's the opportunity. She should have at least done that and then just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, just got that notch on the bedpost real quick. Seriously, just for the story. <laughs> yeah, Come on, Kate, Jesus, do it for the story. It was all a well, favor. I, I think it's time for the verdict. So, uh, Gabby, you know the drill. Uh, would you fuck Mary or kill win a date with Tad Hamilton? I am going to stand by and I'm going to marry this film. Have to. It's, it's my choice. <laughs> it was my, yeah. And it's, I don't know, it's a feel good movie. Like, I feel like I'd put it on. It's like a good movie to like watch on, like, when you're napping. Like, you know, not. After, says the girl who fell asleep twice the moment we put it on after you've seen it you know it's a nice feel good <laughs> you're yawning you're literally yawning right now. Well, it's, it's um well, we are not <laughs> but uh no i would give i would marry it 
I mean, you own the DVD. You have yeah, to. Yeah, I own you it. That's it. I stand by it. Max? Um, I'm... Uh, well, uh, because this is the only the first time I've watched it all the way through, I have to give it at least a fuck because it, it's definitely at least worth a watch. I can't marry it yet, but I would definitely watch this again. Like It was entertaining enough that I would actually watch this again, a second time at least, and give it a try. It had some funny bits. The acting was solid from everyone like it was like we've discussed it was kind of like what you expect from everyone it was just a nice even keel on par performance across the board and good script yeah it was a little formulaic but sometimes when other things work that's kind of what you need from a rom-com so i didn't mind it um i'd like to see a little bit better ending like i said you know but other than that it kind of worked for me yeah i i think what was mentioned uh by gobby's kind of apropos of what i choose this is the first robert lucetic film that is not going to be killed it is a fuck for me um yeah. I, I think this film is a a fuck and it's mostly like due to the cast and how they perform and the script writing and the other thing about this uh like that that gabby mentioned was you know put, to put it on on a sunday while you're like like doing laundry or something and you know you might possibly take a nap during it and then wake up and so on and so forth that's the same sort of thing that we said about how to lose a guy in 10 days and if you yeah. if you fit into that mold you're a fuck that's just what it is with yeah me. um and so this film is just one to you can put it on in the background and it's fine um i do also want to point out once again with the screenwriting of this film the writer victor levin also wrote uh, and directed Destination Wedding, which was the film with Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Um, and wow. I love that film, even though I might be the only one. Um, but I love that movie. <laughs> uh, was, that the, was that the one that you described as this was a movie made for one person and one person alone in the world and it's me? Yeah, that's that, I, I believe that. I said that during my review. Um, I mean, no offense to Renee's opinion, but don't see it. Like, okay. <laughs> I'll it, probably see it. it it's. It, I mean, don't let me tell um, you what to watch and what not to watch. Yeah. But. There's. It, it's. It, it's. I like it. It's just. It, it's challenging. <laughs> it's challenging. It's a, a way, It's a Renee it's like, movie for sure. It is. It is. It's all about choices, and the choices they make are fucking bonkers in that film, and I dig it. <laughs> anyway, nonetheless, uh, but he also made another film called Five to Seven, um, where he was directing the screenwriter of that. That film was another interesting film with interesting choices. So I feel like with Robert Lucetic, he couldn't put his uh, like flavor into this like in like he was given 
a prepackaged meal and they just asked him, hey, make sure that that's cooked to the proper temperature. Like, don't touch the ingredients. Like, don't don't don't, don't do any. Don't, just just warm it up for us, all right, kid. Just just warm that up, all right. You, you don't no 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 no. Don't add don't add Jello to the to the steak. No, we don't need that. Just just warm it up for us, all right, kid. And so, because of that, it's a fuck. Definitely. Well. I think you made it. I think you made it. Did I? So, uh, <laughs> well, you can find our socials. Uh, our show's Instagram is at Bromancing the Stone Podcast, all one word together, Bromancing the Stone Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Bro the Stone Pod, and that's B R O T A G S T O N E P O D. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Supermarket Sweet without the E in super. Uh, so that's S-U-P-R, Market Sweep. And then you can find me on Instagram at Relusa88. That's R-E-L-U-S-A-8-8. And then Max? On Instagram, you can find me at the Lionhearted, which is T-H-E period L-Y-O-N-H-E-A-R-T-E-D. Yeah. And then do you want, if Gobby wants to share Gabby, anything? Would you like to throw <laughs> yours you follow, out there? You can follow my um, Finsta Instagram at Sidewalks Speak. That's Sidewalks. That's plural. Speak. That's on Instagram and Twitter. What's a Finstagram? A fake Instagram. Well, it's a fun Instagram. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's sidewalk art. It's fun. It's actually pretty dope. It's like I'm gonna get. She posts shit every day, and it's it's actually like it's always like cool like quotes that she finds. I don't know how the fuck you find them either. Like we're. We're walking to go get dinner or something, and she's like looking at fire hydrants and light posts and shit, straggling behind, like, oh, look at this sticker. Because sidewalks are always speaking. That's right. Anyways. Yeah, you got a a new follower. Oh, yay. A new follower on Twitter, and it's me. Uh, Nice. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, So there is that. Uh, As far as the next film, it is my choice. I have done no <laughs> preparation for this. So <laughs> let's see <laughs> what happens when I type in rom-com into Google. <laughs> and it gives me <laughs> options. Uh, I was honestly kind of, I've been running out of ideas. I was kind of happy with the, uh, the, the themes we've been doing lately because they help guide it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, God, I really, I know that's going to be a painful. I'm going to wait till the shit list for that one. <laughs> um, We've done I, so many already. I know, I know, I know. Um, I think <laughs> I, I've already done like raunchy. Like I've been diving into like the raunchy rom coms, which are what i mean i kind of want to spread those out like we don't necessarily have to you know jump right what do you mean those. like what what kind of runs well like zach and mary make a porno uh i was thinking like the 40 year old virgin is a rom-com technically but like i don't know if i want to necessarily jump right into that oh i see um, i see what you mean yeah you know what i'm saying uh okay Oh, let's do that. Uh, 
2003, random ass, like, but, uh, well-known rom-com. Something's Gotta Give. Mm. Oh, Jack Nicholson, shit. Diane Keaton. Romance knows no age limit in the sweet rom-com about two older people who fall in love in spite of their better judgment. Great movie. So, I've never seen it. And we also just recently talked about Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is in that film. Um, well, I have shit. not seen... I've seen... I, I feel like I saw it once, but like... I think I saw it like on TV. So like with all the commercials and everything, I, I was probably hung over too. So like there's probably naps interspersed with it. So I can't <laughs> quite remember what I watched. So I, I'm more intrigued to watch this soberish and next then like, and see what I really feel about this film. Um, Cause you know, there's definitely a, a solid cast in it. So yeah, I think it's yeah. a good choice. We'll check that out. Cool. Made something out of nothing. So until then, for the tens and tens of listeners, uh, we thank you, Gabby, and we love y'all. Thanks for we... having me. This is a true honor and pleasure. <laughs> and we thank y'all for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.